Today's the last day I'm speaking on the life and power of the Holy Spirit, the new birth and being filled with the Spirit. Today, I want to talk about all the blessings attached to speaking with tongues, what all it can do in your life. In those cases, when you don't know what to do by praying in tongues, you can actually pray down the wisdom of God into your life. Are you excited? So am I. Let's go to the Word of God. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian. Hello, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Welcome back again to our broadcast. Today is the last day of five days that I'm teaching on the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the power of the God that's given to us, the first act of the Holy Spirit is to move inside of us and make us a child of God. But the second one is where he comes upon us and gives us power, power in the Christian life for signs, wonders, miracles. And all of this is designed to help bring a person to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So uh, open, if you would, to Isaiah chapter 28. We're going to start with that verse of scripture today. And I'm going to talk about the blessings of speaking with tongues. Yesterday, we talked about that we do speak with tongues when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And there is a praise and worship and prayer language attached to that of which we speak to God. It's not to be voiced among everybody else, although there's times in the congregation that we've all lifted up our voice in tongues, but it's not something that communicates with somebody else. It's a language where we speak to God. And we'll talk about that today. And then I have a book We've been offering it all week long. It's the Holy Spirit, and it's called Life and Power. And in this book, the two major uh, gifts that come from the Holy Spirit is the new birth and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's these two. Life is the new birth, and power is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And that's the one where it's manifested by speaking with tongues. And uh, we began this yesterday. And again, when I mentioned speaking with tongues, immediately people start going, whoa, 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 whoa. That's that divisive thing. It's not divisive. It's actually unifying. But people have taken it as divisive because they don't know what to do with it. Well, God gave it, and it's a tremendous gift. It's tremendous blessings attached to it. That's what we'll be getting into today. I want to thank those who are supporters. I want to thank God for those who pray for me constantly. And then for the reports that we get in, I have a praise report right here. And this one comes from Vanessa. And she said, thank you, Bob, for your faithful teaching over the years. Some of my friends have deserted me, but my Savior is ever present. A friend who never, ever will abandon me. His word is my constant companion. And thank you for teaching the word of God. This is the kind of things I like to hear. I like it when people talk to me and send in reports and just simply say, this is what it's done for me tremendously. There's one that I really love, and that was a man that contacted us. And he listens to my broadcast, and he found me on YouTube and listens to one right after another while he's driving his truck across the country. He's a trucker, and he just talked about the fact, you know, that he, uh, he loves the Word of God and found someone he said makes it so simple and easy to understand. So anyway, that's my gift. That's my calling, and it's not just something special I have. Others have it too, but again, I just enjoy teaching the Word of God. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 28. And let's take a look at verse 9 through 12. This is the first time speaking with tongues has ever brought out in the Word of God. This was not something they did in the Old Testament. Speaking with tongues was reserved for the day of Pentecost and following. And so here it is prophesied ahead of time. And this is a verse of Scripture that was brought out also in 1 Corinthians 14, 
Paul refers to it and said, this was first prophesied back there. You're fulfilling it. Isaiah 28 verses nine through 12, who shall he teach knowledge and to whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Those who are weaned from the milk, drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Now, here's the beauty of these verses of scripture. Uh, here we have Isaiah prophesying through the power of the Holy Spirit of a day coming when speaking with tongues was going to come. And he noticed this, it's a means of God teaching knowledge to us and teaching doctrine to us. And he says in these verses of scripture that with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. And he brings out here, it's a means of drawing out doctrine from the word of God and doctrine comes a little at a time. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. He helps us to understand doctrine. This verse has nothing to do with just being saved. It has everything to do with growing in the word of God. Weaned from the milk, drawn from the breast. This is something that happens to us. And one of the major purposes of being filled with the Holy Spirit is to bring us into maturity by helping us to understand the word of God. I brought it out yesterday. The author of the Bible is the Holy Spirit and he lives inside of us. And how many times have you read a book and you might come to some paragraph, you go, man, I don't understand. I understood the book to this point and all of a sudden I don't understand. What is the author trying to say? And it would be real nice if there was a chair beside you and the author was sitting there and you could just turn to him. We have something even better. We have the author of the word of God living inside of us and by praying in tongues, he can begin to help us to understand doctrine. He can help draw us off the milk of the word of God and bring us into the meat of the word of God. And he can help us through every precept, every line, here a little, there a little from the word of God. And with stammering lips and another tongue, he will begin to speak to us and show us what the word of God has to say. 95% of speaking with tongues is personal. Yes, there's a time when you might pray in tongues or speak in tongues in front of a crowd and then give the interpretation of it, that's in church. But the bulk of praying in tongues and speaking with tongues is in your personal life. It's nothing that you do in front of other people. In fact, Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before swine. In other words, it's not something we do in front of the world. I get so upset sometimes when I hear I'll watch a TV broadcast. They'll be having something there. And suddenly the man that, or woman that's on the broadcast will burst out into speaking with tongues. And I'm thinking, what if there's an unbeliever watching this? They don't understand this. Believers understand this and know the value of it. But now you're casting these great pearls of God's wisdom and his power and his love and his gift for us. And you're throwing it out in front of the world. It says they'll trample on them. They don't understand it. They'll make fun of you. And this is not something that belongs out there in front of the world. On the day of Pentecost, when they spoke with tongues, you say, yeah, on the day of Pentecost, they spoke in tongues in front of unbelievers, but the people didn't hear them speak with tongues. They heard them speak in their languages, the wonderful works of God. But to just generally speak in tongues where people go, what are you doing? I don't understand this language you're speaking in. And what happens is suddenly they have plenty of room to make fun of you. This belongs between you and God. When I speak with tongues, I speak to God. 
And that's the beauty of it. Isaiah prophesied three signs of Jerusalem's destruction. He prophesied of the virgin birth. He prophesied of Jesus' death on the cross. But he also preached about the coming of the Holy Spirit and said what's going to mark that time period is after he is dead and raised from the dead, there's going to be an outpouring of what's called speaking with other tongues. And then he brings out in this verse of scripture in Isaiah 28 exactly what it's for. This would be a new ministry of the Holy Spirit for every believer ministering in tongues. It never happened before. Although there was many manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, speaking with tongues or, you know, uh, or interpreting tongues or people understanding different languages. No, we have the first dispersal of languages around the world at the Tower of Babel, but that was a curse. This is a blessing. When we pray in tongues, our meditation on the word of God brings us revelation. John chapter 14 and verse 26 tells us, when the comforter who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and then bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Here's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a great tool to be used in your study time, in your worship time, in your prayer time. And like I said yesterday, Isaiah 28, what, what that verse revealed to me is a great combination over studying the Word of God is to study the Word of God a piece at a time. Take a verse of Scripture, break it down into its parts, into its sentences, look what it's saying, and then pray in tongues over that, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, then with stammering lips and another tongue, he'll speak to me. I'll speak in tongues and all of a sudden revelation will start to come to me because I'm not speaking in an earthly language, I'm speaking in a heavenly language. So, in that verse of scripture, simply saying, when we ask for guidance and receive scripture, this is the Holy Spirit. One of the greatest ways to understand the word of God and also one of the greatest ways to receive guidance is if I'm seeking after guidance to pray in tongues and suddenly one of the best ways that I'll get guidance is by the scriptures. You know, uh, Jesus said, when the spirit of God comes, the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you and guide you into all truth then he'll show you things to come. The major way the Holy Spirit guides us is by leading us into the word of God. I actually had a man say to me in church one day, he said, I've been praying for guidance and, and all I get is scripture. My goodness, that's gonna be 80, 90% of your guidance is gonna come from scripture. Don't throw that away, that is incredible. God doesn't have to show you exactly what's gonna happen, where you're gonna be standing, what corner. Uh, he doesn't have to show you the building you're looking for, although he can and probably will one day. But long before you get there, it's gonna be scripture, 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 scripture. And what the Lord's gonna be showing you out of that is there's not hardly anything you can go through. There isn't a scripture attached to. You just can't think of it at the time. You're not smart enough to do so, so pray in time and depend on the Holy Spirit. And one of the first ways he will guide you is he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. So when we ask for guidance and we receive scripture, huh, that's the Holy Spirit. The main area the Holy Spirit teaches us is in the word of God. The Holy Spirit wrote it and the Holy Spirit wants to amplify it. The Holy Spirit wants to explain it. The Holy Spirit wants to expose it in our life and show us how this applies to us. Because I can tell you this, one scripture can speak a thousand ways to a thousand different people if the Holy Spirit is involved. 
I've had people walk out of church and just simply say, man, that was one incredible scripture. And they'll tell me what they got out of it. And I'll go, huh? And I'll think, I didn't, that's not at all what I taught. How did they get that out of what I spoke? And the Lord speaks to me and says, because between your mouth and their ear, the Holy Spirit got hold of it and turned it exactly for what they were looking for. They think that's what you spoke on. Why don't you just smile and go along and think, you know what? The Holy Spirit made it to them individually. That's what they heard from my message. John chapter 16 and verse 13 says this, that when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. Notice that there's the first thing he does. When the spirit of truth has come and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you begin to speak in tongues. The first thing that's gonna happen to you is the, the word of God will be amplified inside of you and revealed inside of you, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. But it's those little nuggets that can turn your life around. I have had revelation on a scripture, even part of a scripture that honestly, I had to stop. I could not believe that had been in front of me that whole time, and I never saw it. It took the Holy Spirit to reveal it. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Now, that's the entire word of God. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he will hear, he will speak on that, and then he will show you things to come. So the first thing when you pray in tongues is probably what you're going to get is scripture. And after you meditate on that scripture long enough, he can begin to show you things to come in your life. Paul had great revelation of scripture, and then one day he was praying for guidance. He decided he would go north into Bithynia, and the Holy Spirit said, no. I mean, flat out, no. He was resisted by the Holy Spirit not to go there. He turned south to go into Asia, and this time the Holy Spirit forbid him to go. It was even stronger this time, and eventually he got to Macedonia where he was going to, which led to eventually to the huge revival that broke out in Ephesus. God had a plan for him, and God began to tell him the no's before he told him what the yes was. This again comes from guidance. He will show you things to come. I'll see you right after the break. Be blessed. The Holy Spirit has always been with man, but only in a limited ministry before Pentecost. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit lived in a temple made with hands and came on individuals at certain times to do a certain task. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead, the veil of the temple was torn from the top to the bottom, not just to let us in, but to let the Holy Spirit out. From that day until this, the Holy Spirit desires to live in every person who will be born again. In Life and Power, Bobby Endian carefully examines the Holy Spirit's ever-present role in our daily life, the types and shadows that explain his ministry, and how the world was changed when he came into the upper room, filling New Testament believers with boldness and power. Life and Power is available in book form as audio CDs or downloads, video DVDs, or as both audio and video on a USB flash drive. To order Life and Power, visit bobbyandian.com slash lifeandpower. At the dawn of the church age, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit and power to his followers. From Pentecost, they were led by his Spirit to blaze a trail through the hazardous maze of pagan cultures and religious legalism. Like wildfire, the gospel spread through the known world, bringing salvation to a whole generation and triumph and trial to the church. In a New Testament commentary on Acts, Bobby Anion explores the exploits of those sent to uproot the binding vines of religion and philosophy and to sow the kingdom of God. Through evaluations of early congregations and detailed descriptions of their cities, Pastor Bob walks us through the exciting, perilous adventure of the early church. Order a New Testament commentary on Acts at bobbyendian.com.
Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. Again, the main way the Holy Spirit guides us and leads us is by the Word of God. I would say probably get 80% of your guidance is going to be you prayed and got Scripture. Don't think that was just you. You're not smart enough to think of that scripture at that time, which was the perfect answer to the problem you're going through. You're not that smart, but the Holy Spirit is. It's like the moment you go to prayer, this gigantic computer called the Holy Spirit just scans the word and pulls the scriptures out you need. And he's better than a computer. He is really the third member of the Godhead. And so since he has a perfect memory, he knows exactly what he's written. He knows exactly what you're going through and exactly what scriptures to give to you. That's why he is called the Spirit of truth. One of the titles for him is he's the spirit of the word of God. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And those holy men were Moses and others of the Old Testament that wrote uh, David and the Psalms and Solomon. Others were moved by the Holy Spirit and they wrote the word of God. And the main job for the Holy Spirit is to exalt the word of God. This is his major, again, ministry in the earth. And that's what he desires to do for you. First Corinthians chapter two and verse Verse 10 tells us, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. The word comes alive when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, do we have the word of God before we're filled with the spirit? Yes. Is there some guidance? Yes. But the moment we're filled with the Holy Spirit, most everything God gave us at the new birth becomes amplified. Joy becomes even greater. Peace becomes even greater. The moment I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, excitement for God becomes even greater. The desire to witness becomes even greater. And by the gifts of the Spirit operating through me, because I am filled with the Holy Spirit, I now have some supernatural weapons to come against a supernatural enemy called Satan and go out into the world and spread the gospel as Jesus did by not only preaching the word, but by laying hands on the sick and they shall recover, casting out devils. And when people see that, then when I tell them about being uh, receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, they're much more open to do that. These signs and wonders are given to us by the Holy Spirit. So again, the verse I quoted, 1 Corinthians 2.10, God has revealed the word to us, them to us, by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The deep things of God are those revelations. And notice who does it here. It's by the Holy Spirit. When I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I can tell you, the deeper things of God start to come out. I can see them in the word of God. Things like I said, that have been there all the time, but now have become revealed to me and to you too. The Spirit also brings refreshment to us as we pray in tongues. Acts chapter three and verse 19. There's two different mentions of tongues, and that is speaking with tongues and praying with tongues. Speaking with tongues is speaking to God, but praying in tongues is praying to God in tongues. You say, why would I pray in tongues? Because it forms within you a prayer that opens up the revelation of God to you. Uh, people have often said praying in tongues is the perfect prayer. It's not really the perfect prayer. It's awfully close. It's a great prayer. But praying in, praying in tongues is not the perfect prayer. Praying the perfect prayer is praying the word of God. Once you get the revelation of the word of God, even have a scripture you can pray over, 
That's the perfect prayer because you're combining the Holy Spirit with the word. But when you do not know for what you should pray as you ought, as it says in Romans chapter eight, you can pray with tongues. When I run into a situation, I don't even know what to, where to begin in prayer. I pray in tongues because the Holy Spirit can now again take me to the word of God. And when I couldn't think of a scripture, and I begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal certain passages to me, and all of a sudden, I'm beginning to get the answers I was looking for. It was found in the scripture all the time. I just couldn't think of it, but thank God I have someone in me who's smarter than I am, as smart as God, because he is God. It's the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter three and verse 19 says this, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. This is the new birth. Then the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. In other words, this verse is saying is that we have times where in this life, we just get tired. We just get worn out. And the Holy Spirit's there to bring refreshment to us. And so this is also brought out in Isaiah 28 with stammering lips and another tongue. He'll speak to this people. To me said, this is the rest where you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. That's what this verse has. In fact, the word refreshing appears in this verse of scripture. Times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. What? When we begin to pray in the spirit. And so this is what happens to us. So the spirit brings refreshment to us as we pray in tongues. Weariness is just a hazard for all believers. We're commanded not to yield to it. Then there's times you say, man, I wish I could just jump on a plane and go take a vacation. You can't do that every time weariness comes. But you know what? You can take a very quick vacation by praying in tongues and the Holy Spirit has been given to help us with our weariness. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse three says this, consider him that endured such contradiction against himself of sinners, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Considering the Lord, considering what he came through, considering the opposition that came to him by praying in the spirit, you can say, I like to say this, if you pray in tongues for 30 minutes, it's like a little 30 minute vacation because now as you pray in tongues, again, you, you move out of that weariness, you begin to walk in the rest of God. And so again, it's like taking a short vacation and we can't all jump in a car and drive somewhere. We can't all jump on a plane to fly somewhere every time we, we're weary, no. And it's nice to take a nap once in a while, I do that. But on the other hand, I pray in the spirit. There's times I can't, especially driving. There's times weariness has come, not just driving the car got me weary. I am weary thinking about all the problems that I've had. And there's sometimes I like to go to ministers conferences and I drive there and I look in my rear view mirror and Tulsa is disappearing in the background. And I kind of see my problems doing that too. But listen, those problems can disappear and I'm still weary. But while I'm driving the car, I begin to pray in the spirit, rejoice in the spirit, sing in tongues. Man, and all of a sudden it's like the whole atmosphere changes and the Holy Spirit begins to remove that frustration. He begins to come and remove that weariness from me, that fainting in my mind, and I find myself refreshed. A person who prays in tongues a lot is not easily discouraged. That's found in Galatians chapter six and verse nine. I love this verse of scripture. Second Thessalonians 3.13 says this, let us not become weary in well-doing. Weariness can come when you're doing the right thing. So have you ever been weary? Have you ever been ready to give up? I have. 
Have you ever been waiting long on an answer for a long time and then need reassurance? Well, we all have. Develop a spiritual life of praying with tongues daily. Again, 95% of your prayers should be praying in tongues, and the tongues is about 95% of your prayer time, again, and you're praying in tongues, and this just brings rest and refreshment. There's times, a lot of times, I'll pray specifically over something, but most of my prayer life while driving, while we're studying, things like that, I'll just stop and begin to pray in the Holy Spirit because it, there's so many refreshings that come from There's so much revelation that comes from it. There's so much of God showing himself in it. There's so much of him guiding me. All these things come again from praying in the spirit. And believe me, it's one of the greatest assets you have in the Christian life. And listen, there'll be no praying in tongues in heaven because there'll be no problems. There'll be no praying in tongues in heaven. There is no weariness. It's needed here on earth. And next of all, guidance comes to us. Romans chapter eight and verse 14, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. One of the greatest ways to be led by the Holy Spirit is to pray in tongues. In simple faith, I'm doing this so that God can help show me the direction I'm supposed to take because there's a fork in the road coming. I know it, it's a business decision. It's a family decision. It's a major decision for my life and all this I need to pray in tongues. So when I get to that fork in the road, I'll know whether to go left or whether to go right, and God will show me. Praying in tongues gives us sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's guidance. That's what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he that prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself. The word edify means to build yourself up. I like to say this, he that prays in an unknown tongue makes himself sensitive to the voice of God. He edifies himself, builds himself up, when I pray in tongues, I make myself razor sharp to hear when the Holy Spirit even whispers, I'll be able to hear it. Or when he shows me a scripture, it's going to, I'll go, oh, oh, I see that. That's what applies to my situation because the Holy Spirit takes Bob as an individual person and ministers to me things he wouldn't minister to you because he knows what I'm going through. He knows everything behind my problem. Who's the one that started the rumor? Who's the one that's been coming against me? He knows all those things. Jude verse 20. And here Jude tells us, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. This is exactly what we just talked about. We edify ourselves or we build ourselves up on our most holy faith. When I pray in the Holy Spirit, I make myself so sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I don't need at that time big signs or wonders or a loud voice. The Holy Spirit does not always do that. In fact, he hardly ever does that in my life. There has been times that he's done that, but most of the time it comes by that still, small voice, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I find myself sometimes like Elijah in that cave. I'm looking for an earthquake. I'm looking for thunder. And God speaks to me in that still small voice. Praying in tongues makes yourself sensitive to that very small voice on the inside. Praying in tongues helps to also diminish the noise of the world around you. I've got some noise reducing headphones. I first bought them, thought they were noise canceling headphones. They're not, they're noise reducing headphones. I put them on and I wanna to listen to some music and I flip a switch and all of a sudden all the outside noise from the airplane, from the aisle, from everybody clanking and walking down the aisle and throwing their suitcases up above, all that noise just diminishes. It's still there, but I can hear all this music even better. The Holy Spirit doesn't wipe out the noise of the world. It diminishes it greatly so I can hear better the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
The Spirit's voice is one of many in this world which we have to discern. In fact, the Bible tells us there are many voices in this world and none of them is without significance. But praying in tongues helps us to hear what we could not hear and what others cannot hear, and that is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And then in 1 Corinthians 14 too, he who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak unto men, he speaks to God. No one understands him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Notice this, he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but to God. Do you understand this? When I speak in tongues, I speak to God. I'm speaking to him on his level. I'm speaking a heavenly light. No wonder I don't interpret everything I speak. It would blow my mind. I speak to God and I'm speaking in his language. When he speaks to me, he diminishes himself greatly by speaking to me in English. Listen, angels don't speak in English. God speaks in the same language of heaven and angels speak in heavenly languages. And I can speak with the tongues of men, German and French and all the other languages. I can speak in the tongues of men or of angels. I can actually speak angelic heavenly language. And when I speak in tongues to God, I doubt if I'm speaking in any earthly language. No, when I speak to God, I do not speak unto men, I speak to God. He un, I, And no one understands him, howbeit in the spirit, the person speaking speaks mysteries to God. This is what we have. What am I telling you in this verse of scripture? You have a power beyond all recognition. Don't be embarrassed when people ask you, do you speak with tongues? You say, absolutely I do. And it's changed my life eternally. We'll see you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.